0: This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to twoheadednerd.com
1: and click donate, or visit patreon.com backslash twoheadednerd to become a supporter today.
2: Hi, my name is Cara Eastman, and I'm running for the United States Congress in Congressional District 2. And I am here to
3: introduce THN. THN with Joe and Matt. With Joe and Matt.
0: Broadcasting from O-Comic-Con, it is our pleasure to welcome you to episode 450 of the two-editor comic book legacy podcast. That can't be right. Yeah. yeah! All right! No, we're renumbering. Who did that math? 450. We did it. I did that. You did that <laughs> math. Just kidding. It was me. You figured out. It's our landmark 450th episode. We are renumbering because that's what comic books do. Screw you if you collect uh, podcasts because it's just going to be a really Yeah, it's going to be a real hassle to file in Re- your box.
3: Regardless, my name is Matt Baum. My name is Joe Patrick. Together we are the two-headed nerd, proud supporters of O Comic-Con, and together we have more than, uh, like, 130 years of combined comic book knowledge. That's
0: insane.
3: And, uh, we don't need to go all the way to San Diego to have a nerdy good time. We're bonded by an ancient curse and forced to discuss this week's comic books, news, reviews, all for your listening pleasure. In this week's episode, Joey and I borrow some gadgets from a couple of
0: Spidey's lesser known villains to help us review 12 new comics during the Ludicrous Speed Round, then... We'll visit the THN Sanctum Sanctorum, where Madam Webb awaits us to talk about the comics we're excited to read next week. And finally, we go live from the con floor, and of course, we open the phone lines for our cover-to-cover segment. But before we make a completely irresponsible donation to the Cyberboy the Animated Series people, we better talk about this week's nerd News!
3: It's your guys's money, so it's not a big. Deal. <laughs> The long-discussed adaptation of The Umbrella Academy, the acclaimed superhero comic by Gerard Way and Gabriel Bá, may have finally found a home at Netflix. Debuting in 2007 from Dark Horse, the comic was first optioned for film by Universal Pictures before moving into development in 2015 as a television series produced by Universal Cable Productions. And now, according to Splash Report, those dedicated what media the journalists
0: hell is Splash Report
3: The project has now landed at Netflix with Gerard Way involved in some capacity, I would hope. That's good. Uh, And an official announcement could be made as soon as Comic-Con International. I guess this isn't an official announcement. No. (laughs) For those that don't know, the Umbrella Academy centers on a dysfunctional family of superheroes, children with extraordinary abilities who, under the tutelage of their adoptive father, Sir Reginald Hargreaves, spent their youth fighting crime, but then something went horribly wrong. And nine years later, the estranged siblings reunite for the funeral of their mentor and to face a terrible threat. Yada yada yada. Uh, the first series was called Apocalypse Suite. It hit in 2007. The next year, there was a sequel called Dallas. Both. It's were wonderful. A great series. If you have not
0: read The Umbrella Academy, you have to read The Umbrella Academy. Here's the it was thing, though. So good.
3: It's been years since it came out, and years of non-activity. Yes on this project. And since then, Gerard Way has done other things. He's doing stuff at DC right now. We have not loved all of them. So this, <laughs> this filmmaker, Rawson Marshall, I'm sorry, Rossen Marshall Thurber, sounds like a Supreme Court justice. Or an assassin. Or an assassin. Uh, yeah. He was attached to write the film and he told Comic Book Resources last year that the Umbrella Academy was too challenging to adapt to the big screen. However, your thoughts. On what that stage. What does that even mean? Like, it's just it's too much to it. I can't
0: do it. Sorry. Well, I
3: mean, we talk about like, like. I mean, this
0: is the guy that did Dodgeball and Central Intelligence, so, yeah. you know. But we've
3: <laughs> talked about that before, like with, with stuff like Sandman or Preacher. Yeah, or but like, you can't get it done in just a, one movie. I agree, but that was also. Sandman and Preacher
0: were also multi volume books. The first Umbrella Academy is six issues.
4: Yeah, it's but it, issues. But I don't it why spans a lot
3: of time. Yeah, gives a lot of, like, flashbacks.
0: But, I mean, so does the Royal Tannenbaums, and they did a wonderful job of weaving even more characters' stories and interpersonal issues altogether. And this is just a family story at so the end of it. So is
3: your argument that we don't need a TV show, they should just make a movie? No, no, no. What I'm saying is I'm fine with the TV
0: show, and I would rather it's a TV show so you could flesh it out. I don't understand the difficulty from whatever this person is saying.
3: Okay, but after all this time, do people still care? I think they would,
0: yeah. I think they would definitely care. I, I think it's the kind of thing now where TV is a whole different market. It doesn't matter whether they care about the comic book or not. What matters is you put out a show that gets good buzz, and people will watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, how much of this stuff that's coming to Amazon Prime or Hulu or Netflix, this original programming, how much of this has any background at all? Most of it is just a new idea pitched by somebody. Well, when- there are a lot of
3: like novel adaptations. Sure. At the But
0: what I'm saying is when you can come with any background, especially a graphic novel or a miniseries that won awards, yeah, that helps. And people will care.
3: Well, I hope it happens. I love the Umbrella Academy. I think you could make a great show. Uh, Here's where I'm at, though. With something like this, if it's going to be a show, I want it to be like one or two seasons and done. I don't need the further adventures of the Umbrella No,
0: I agree. I agree. I
3: want them to tell the story and be done. I think they
0: could flesh out the first two miniseries probably into two seasons pretty solid. I'm into that. Yeah, totally. It doesn't have to go on forever. Speaking of Netflix, writer Warren Ellis has a new Castlevania animated feature that's finally been released after nearly a decade of production. It was originally conceived as an 80-minute straight-to-DVD movie. Castlevania hit Netflix as a four-episode series with the promise of more to come. Update, it was already approved and green-lighted for season two. Yeah. As of yesterday. Joe and I binged as much of the show as we could handle before setting up the mobile ziggurat at the convention here. Joey, how far did you get and what do you think?
3: I fell asleep watching the second episode. Okay.
0: (laughs) I watched the first
3: three last night and the fourth one this morning. Oh, so you're done. I'm done. I really wanted to love it. And not that it's not good. And I'd like to revisit it later maybe tonight when I'm not so tired. Okay. But I started it really late. And it's very Warren Ellis talky talky. Very talky. Warren Ellis. I loved it. And I love Castlevania so much. And I like it took so long for them to get to anybody hitting anybody with a whip. No,
0: you're totally wrong. That happens in the first episode. No, it doesn't. It doesn't it's not until the <laughs> second episode. Well, we have to be introduced to the background and everything. We get the story. Maybe, for those of you who are Castlevania wonks, you get the background. You get the story of Vlad Tepest Dracula, why he's mad, why he's unleashed his forces on the people. Yeah, why I people mean, blame the Belmont family who was who were not part of the church but were fighting Dracula. I mean,
3: they flesh it all out. I thought they did an excellent job. It, it's very—it's a very slow build, and I thought that with only four episodes, it needed to move faster. I did not think it was a slow build.
0: I thought it was a complete build. All right. And I appreciate that.
3: That's fair. Uh, I thought
0: it was wonderful. I, I thought, like, at first I started, it's like animated in Canada. It is not a Japanese But anime. it looks
3: very animated. They are trying it, it to be anime. It looks in that
0: Vampire Hunter D kind of. Very much so. You can tell it's not, which is fine. And one of the reasons I like that it's not is because the timing is all very English-American Warren Ellis.
3: Sure, but there are those affectations, right, where Dracula finds out that his wife is dead. Spoilers. And he puts his head down and turns away from the camera, and then there's a sudden red blood tear. Well, sure, (laughs) you know. It's like, Okay. I get it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I the, see what you're trying to the do The dialogue
0: is excellent It's very oh, yeah. adult I mean it it's written no by punches. Warren Ellis so It's laden with curse words Violence Oh it's so gory Yeah it is it, This is the future of adult animation In the US And I loved it I want more immediately I think this is amazing
3: Alright well I, I feel bad Because I feel like I didn't give it a fair shot Because we were pressed for time Sure Because convention was today
0: yeah, I thought it was completely respectful of the old stuff, of all the mythology. I thought, this is Warren Ellis obviously loves these characters, and you can hear he Warren doesn't. Ellis talking through them.
3: No, Warren Ellis is like, no, I don't know anything about video games. <laughs> he
0: did the research. All I'm saying yeah. is he paid attention, did the research, and I thought it was amazing. So Something. this Hit is it out of the park.
3: This is ostensibly based on Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse, yes. which is my favorite Castlevania game ever. Well, check it out. It's on Netflix. You can watch the whole series in like 80 minutes.
0: It really is great. And I'm glad they greenlit it. And I want to see more projects like this. Animation made for adults with adult themes, with adult dialogue. I thought this was fantastic.
3: Cool. In comic news, Marvel has announced the inclusion of what it is calling primer pages in all of its legacy titles. These are going to be three-page sequences that relay the history of the title and set the stage for Marvel Legacy. The primers will be written by Robbie Thompson and will feature all new art, primarily by Mark Bailey, though I think some other people are going to help out. And the purpose of these primers is to remind readers who the characters are and what they're all about in just three pages. (laughs) Now, Matt, DC did something very similar during 52 and Countdown, where they did the two-page origins of the heroes and the villains. Where do you stand on this sort of thing as a longtime fan, and do you think that they're a good tactic to hook newcomers?
0: In reverse order, no. <laughs> Why? I think a
3: three-page splash
0: is not enough to let me know like where Captain America came from. And if you don't know, like, who doesn't know? But you remember those
3: two page spread, those two page spreads in Fifty Two. Yeah, they were fine. They were kind of. They were like excellent little. Some of them were very cool origin stories. Yeah, but like, how are they, are they going to do
0: this every issue? Are they just doing this for the legacy stuff? Does this count against page count? No, it's at no charge. It's at no charge. So including in, at no charge, extra pages. Okay, yeah. that's good. I think that's a good thing. Is this going to hook readers in? I kind of don't know. I mean, they already write, I will say Marvel does a very good job. And I think DC is doing more of it too where they write like a paragraph that says this character doing this came from here and here's what brought them to the point that they're at right
3: now. Sure, but, but I mean, I mean there's the recap page, but if you're if you're checking out this book, so Marvel Legacy, they're renumbering everything, right? Right. So if you are a a person coming to the comic book store, and you look at the rack, and it says Incredible Hulk 709. Right. And you're like, oh, man. I mean, it says part one on the cover, but I don't know, 709. And then you open it up, and there's this three-page spread saying, hey, do you want to know about the Hulk? Here's what it is. How much can they really get done in three pages? Enough. You think so? They don't have to do it all. They just have to do enough. I'm not saying it's a terrible idea. I just want to see
0: it in execution first. I think it's great. I mean, I don't know if it's going to move any books. Yeah. But it, I guess that's more what I'm saying. Like, the reasons that they are giving us for doing it seem a little, like, okay. <laughs> you know?
3: but, that, but this is what people have been complaining about for a long time. It's like... Sure. And I have a review later on in the show where I'm
0: going to complain about this very thing.
3: Like, they're saying, hey, here's just a way for us to recap the the, the broadest strokes of the history of the character for somebody that might not have been reading it for 40 years.
0: Right on. I agree it couldn't hurt. I don't know that it's going to bring in new readers. We'll see. We shall see. That is big news for this week. Of course, we just have to know what you thought about these stories and everything we missed. So hit us up on the THN Forum's big news section. Something else huge happens there. Every week, the Amp made of my Doc Ock, posts the question of the week in the aforementioned THN forums. Gross. To tickle your nerdy mind
3: grapes. Joe, what are we asking the listeners this week? This week's question comes from D Murray. We're going to talk to him a little bit later in the show. D posted on the forums about replay value, which is something they talk about a lot in video game reviews that assess how much fun there's still to be had in a video game Yeah. after you finish it for the first time. Sure. So D's question <laughs> is... What comic series or story, movie, or TV show has given you the most replay value?
0: So something you revisited.
3: Yeah. So what's your favorite comic, movie, TV show that you love enough to revisit time and again? Fair enough.
0: That's a good one. I can think of a few. I'm going to have to narrow it down. Woo! You can call the Ziggurat Hotline at 402-819-4894. Leave us a message. You can also email your mp3 answer to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. You got to keep it under two minutes or you will get cut off. If you want to impress cosplayers at the next con you go to, you can call us live next week at the Ziggurat Hotline. I just told you what that number was. I'll do it again anyway. 402-819-4894. You can find it on our website, or you can just click the call now button on our Facebook page.
3: It could not be easier. If you need more than two minutes, head over to the THN web forums and join the winding queue of fellow listeners. The winding queue? Yeah. It's a line. Okay. They're winding around to, you know.
0: Oh, okay. To answer. I get it.
3: They're at a con. I get it. Okay. Good. The winding queue. Stay with us. You didn't spell (laughs) queue correctly, so I was confused. Anyways, the forums. Go there. Post your stuff. We love it. You love it. Everybody loves it. It's a good time.
0: both Spidey's back in theater so Joey and I decided to borrow some gadgets from some of the wall crawlers fastest villains so try to keep up while I jump on Rocket Racer's magnetic rocket skateboard and Joe wants to do something with overdrive I don't know look you
3: said you texted me at midnight and said, "Give me two fast Spider-Man villains." Yeah, but he just like shoots out nanites. You're gonna borrow his nanites to no. make something fast. He's dry. He's got a souped-up car that he transforms on the fly with his nanites.
0: <laughs> Whatever. He's
3: got a fancy mutant car. Try and keep up, folks, while we review 12 more of this week's comics
0: during God the ludicrous speed round.
5: Ludicrous speed,
0: go! Sacred creatures, number one from Image, 72 pages. It's
3: only $4.99. It's a lot of pages. Holy smokes! Veteran creators Pablo Raimondi and Klaus Jansen team up for their first ever creator-owned series. I always think it's weird when I hear about creators that have been, yeah, around forever have been around forever that are just now for the first time doing something on their own. I don't know. Maybe they just found out about this little company called Image. You know? <laughs> it's about a group of supernatural beings hiding in plain sight and toying with the lives of the human beings around them. It's a slow build over the 70 pages.
0: Just like the reptilians that control the Illuminati. Yeah,
3: yeah. as a young father-to-be named Josh finds himself caught in their games. But I found it really compelling to see Josh's descent into their world Raimondi's art is lovely. He does cheat a bit on the digital backgrounds, but. You hate that crap. It wasn't like horribly distracting, like with some, like looking at you, Ariel Olivetti, with your like full photographic jungle background. Sure, sure. Um, but I could definitely tell. But it wasn't too distracting. The creative team offers up a ton of content for the money. And I'm really looking forward to what twists and turns Josh, Josh's life takes from here. I'm giving Sacred Creatures number one to buy it. Diablo House number one from IDW, 32 pages for $3.99. Picture tales from the crypt if the crypt was a giant creepy
0: house in La Jolla, California, and the crypt keeper. Uh, it's La Jolla. <laughs> Sorry, La Jolla, I think is what you're trying to say. And the crypt keeper was an evil surf bum with a ram skull chest tattoo. And you've got the gist of Diablo House. Riley, our evil surf bum narrator, welcomes guests to the house that can make your dreams come true, but also makes them permanent residents in their own private hell. Oh no,
3: sounds (laughs) really bad. Yeah,
0: I know, right? Diablo House is an open love letter to the EC horror anthology comics of yore, but I don't understand the choice of the evil surf bum at all. While the story is fairly predictable in true classic comic horror fable fashion, the art by Santi Perez, he just has one name, is truly beautiful and very much reminded me of old school EC masters like Wally Wood and Al Williamson. Diablo House gets a it due to the story, but I cannot say enough about the Santi Perez art. Watch out for this guy. Rick and Morty, pocket like you stole it. Number
3: one from Oni. It's 32 pages. The puns. It's $3.99. The puns. This is another spin-off of the series based on the popular cartoon. This time, it's tying into the smartphone Pokemon parody game, Pocket Mortys. Oh, boy. Yeah. An interdimensional council of Ricks hunt and collect different versions of Morty from around the multiverse and force them to fight. Creators Tiny Howard and Mark Ellerby do a, a fine job, I suppose. Telling the story in the Rick and Morty style... But the concept got kind of boring after I played the game for a couple of weeks, and it's not any more interesting in the comic. The version... Uh, yeah, like this, this is a real game? Yeah. Oh, okay. The, like I played it for like two weeks, and I was like, okay. I missed okay. this one. <laughs> this, version of Mer- this version of Morty's a hippie. This one is a 1950s-style greaser. Got it. This one's got ants in his eyes. Okay. I get it. These spin-offs of the comic, of, of Rick and Morty proper, well, perfectly fine... They just make me miss the traditional Rick and Morty stories. Uh, so I'm giving Pocket Like You Stole It a leave it. No, Not because it's bad, per se, but it's just pointless to me. OK, then. Give me more regular Rick and Morty. Gotcha. Bloodshot, day off one shot from Valiant, 32 pages for $3.99. This is the latest in
0: Valiant's one shots that have been highlighting characters from across their universe. Here, we see two older members of the team, Rising Spirit, Tank Man, who was one of the first blood shots back in World War II, and Viet Man, you guessed it, a Vietnam vet infected with the nanites. Finally, the two are given a day of R&R after 30 years of non-stop combat. The two seek out the last bits of the families they remember and ultimately realize there isn't much left to connect them to their old lives. This wasn't like Walking Dead feel-bad comic book storytelling, but it also wasn't a lot of fun to read. Elliot Rahal's story was... Fine, but didn't do much to make me care for these characters or their past. Kari Evans' art was excellent as always, but there wasn't much for him to draw here. While the story wasn't boring, not much happened either. So, other than two
3: bloodshots taking a day off, if that's your thing, then skim it, I guess. <laughs> All right. So, did they did they break into Vietman's dad's garage and steal his hot rod? No. And go on a feel good adventure? No. Nothing like that happened. Leave so, it. Kiss Vampirella
0: number two from Dynamite, 32 pages for 3 dollars Why are we reviewing this? I'll tell you why. Okay.
3: Christopher Sabella oh. and artist Anna Paola Martello are telling a story tailor-made for every eye in the ziggurat to roll. Okay. Uh, but the funny thing is is that it's actually pretty good. <laughs> well, you know. When you're going into a book like this, you have to be ready to expect a certain level of campiness when you do, you'll find a lot to like in this early 70s period piece weaving together the lives of everyone's favorite space vampire and demonic rock band that for some reason wears full makeup and costume every second of the day. Of course. Martello's art is really great, though it falls down a little bit during action scenes. And Sabella's script offers up a lot of fun. Like, I don't care about Kiss or Vampirella. I don't either. I read it because of my obvious pro-Sabella bias. Okay. But... I liked it. I I don't know if I care about it, but I'm giving Kiss Vampirella a strong skimming. Ash versus the Army of Darkness number one from Dynamite. It's 32 pages for 3.99.
0: Downset, fight, and X-Men 92 writers Chris Sims and Chad Bowers seem to be inseparable, and now the two are further mining the depths of Dynamite's Ash versus the AOD. They're, you,
3: they're the Abner and landing of the modern
0: generation. <laughs> yes, this time by sending Ash to pose as a high school teacher in a haunted school. Ash's dialogue is exactly what you'd expect from the established super macho deadite slayer, but never really crosses over into funny. The plot here is as sparse as the art and left me wondering if there's any gold left in the Ash vs. Army of Darkness mythology. Sims and Bowers did a fine job writing the script, but the magic is gone and it might be time to let Ash go. Seriously. Dynamite. The horse is dead. Stop beating it. Skip it. Hanazuki, full of treasures, number one, IDW, 32 pages for 3 dollars This looks bonkers.
3: Yeah. On a distant moon, Hanazuki is the new protector of a group of creatures known as Hemkas. Okay. Yep. And the guardian of special treasures that will turn back the forces of darkness. Now, I had to look up that synopsis because Hanazuki, number one, didn't make a lick of goddamn sense. <laughs> no sense. No <laughs> sense. Apparently, this is based on a web series on YouTube that yeah, gets like two somewhere. million hits. I don't know. Uh, I can barely wrap my head around that sentence because I'm an old man that doesn't even take full advantage of everything that I can get with my cable TV, let alone content that I can't find through simple channel surfing. <laughs> uh, the art is really cute in a super cartoony, saccharin kind of way, um, sort of like um, the rabbits that killed each other. What were the name of those? The rabbits that killed each other? Yeah, the man. little forest animals that... That murdered each other. Oh, oh, like, oh. Uh, what was that? The uh, yeah, not super furry animals. That's a band. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, you guys know what I mean. Uh, but it's not. It's obviously not violent like that. But it's just super cutesy stuff. Happy Tree Friends. Thank you. Oh, Happy Tree Friends. This so is bye. why we do things at a convention. Thank you, happy tree Everybody friend. knows what we what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but I could barely follow the story. Of course, I realize that I'm not the target audience. It, I mean, I feel like it was so haphazard that it must have been written for like babies. Did you watch toddlers? <laughs> really? Like yeah. Teletubbies? Right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, right. I'm giving Hanazuki number one a skim it, based on the notion that someone out there must want it. Did you watch any of the YouTube thing? I did not. Okay. Now I, I gotta check it out. I didn't, I didn't dare.
0: It sounds like it's for ADHD, uh, kids.
3: And the art is nice. Okay. So this is Yeah. Okay. But I, I will not be reading it again. On Holy Grail, number one from Shock, 32 pages for $3.99.
0: It seems Cullen Bunn won't be happy until he's writing the bulk of new comics available weekly, and now he's taking on the King Arthur mythos with a much darker tone. Bunn re-envisions Arthur's rise to power as a ruse conceived by a demon pretending to be Merlin. And, of course, all hell breaks loose. This kind of historical fiction is where Bun shines, and even though I knew I'd enjoy this read, Unholy Grail outperformed my expectations. Artist Mirko Kolak has been on my radar for a while now, but his art took a huge leap forward here with pages that reminded me at times of P. Craig Russell meets vintage Walt Simonson, Unholy Grail is a wholly new and nasty take on King Arthur, Camelot, and the Knights of the Round Table. I loved it. I'm giving this a gigantic buy. Claudia and Rex, number one from Lion
3: Forge, Bunyo. Bunyo. 28 pages for $3.99. It's a weird page count, but I don't yeah. think there's any ads. Okay. All right. Claudia and Rex is the latest release from Ulysses Farinas' Bunyo imprint. Here, Farinas teams with his co-writer, Eric Freitas, and artist... Daniel Irizarry, Whew. sorry, I'm, right. I'm trying my I best. I nailed it. For a gorgeous story about a family caught in the crossover of a war between vast supernatural forces. When the dust settles, Claudia's sister Rex has been transformed into a prehistoric woolly rhino. Wow. <laughs> and Claudia herself has been bestowed the powers of hundreds of of different gods. Only
0: from the mind of Ulysses Farinas. Yeah. <laughs> the story
3: is equal parts Ben 10 and Dial H for Hero with a dash of Land of the Lost. Farinas and Fritus have created a wonderful world full of compelling characters and Irizarry's art is phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. Cloud and Rex number one gets a huge buy it. Deathstroke 21 from DC. 32 pages for... $2.99, probably no three ninety nine. Are they not holding the line
0: anymore? I don't think so. Are I don't you think sure it it it's for a while. It was three ninety nine. Eat it, fine. Deathstroke recently emerged from the Speed Force in a story I haven't
3: read yet. Yes, the Lazarus Contract.
0: But it's changed him on a very personal level, and now the former killer for hire is putting together a team of youngsters, including his son and daughter, the new Power Girl, Wally West, and freaking Terra. <laughs> Diogenes yeah. Neves comes on as the new regular penciler and does a wonderful job transforming pre-solo Deathstroke title into a team book and keeps up the pacing of his story perfectly. I fell off this book for a bit, but I'm catching up this weekend. I cannot say enough how good the latest Deathstroke title is, and you need to be reading it. Go buy it. Spider-Man okay. Deadpool
3: 19 from Marvel. I mean, I already read it. 32 pages. 3.99. It's 3.99. Eat it. You're the other one is pretty though. I wanted to check back in on Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis, one of my favorite creative teams in comics. Is Ed McGinnis still doing this? The fantastic One More Day parody cover caught my eye, so I thought, why not? Imagine my immense disappointment to find that Kelly and McGinnis have been replaced by Joshua (laughs) Corin and Will Robson. I was going to say probably like 12 issues ago. Two creators that I have never heard of in my entire life. After Spidey discovers that one of his adventures led to the death of an innocent, he pledges to help a grieving widow put together the truth of those events. This is obviously the perfect time for Deadpool and Slapstick to enter the picture. Very serious, heavy stakes. It's a fine issue, decent art, no offense at all to these two creators, but there are no Kelly and McGinnis, and (laughs) literally, that was the only reason I wanted to read that book. And without the draw of that team, I can't think of a single reason to justify this title's existence. Spider-Man and Deadpool are not buddies.
0: No, they're not. Anyway. I'll take it further. Deadpool's not an Avenger.
3: Yeah, no. I think they're getting over that. Good. I'm giving Spidey Deadpool number 19 a skim it because they do a perfectly fine job and I don't want to take a dump all over their efforts. Sure, sure, sure. But I honestly think it's time for Marvel to take this book behind the barn and put it out of its misery. Oh, yeah. It's only a matter of
0: time. But it's canceled in the next. Two I
3: don't think it's coming back with Marvel Legacy no. so. Justice Inc. Faces of Justice, number one from Dynamite. It's 32 pages for $3.99. When not mining
0: Sam Raimi's Evil Dead franchise, Dynamite has also made a name for themselves, resurrecting the public domain heroes of yesteryear and giving them a modern spin or an updated classic spin that's sure to end up in loosely explained time travel that ends up with them meeting Tarzan or Red Sonya or both. Justice Incorporated is a team led by Richard Henry Benson, a wealthy explorer and miner whose face and hair turned white after he witnessed the death of his wife and daughter in a plane accident. Now, he's being held by the FBI for killing someone that was probably important in whatever Justice Inc. story came before this one. Dynamite would do well to maybe mention somewhere, read this first if you want to know what the hell is going on. But... They are kind enough to feature all five variant covers in the back of the book. Kyle Higgins does a good enough job making Benson sound cold and brilliant while his team is worried and kind of Gilmore Girls smart while trying to figure out their boss's predicament. I just don't know how he got here, and there's no lead-in. There's no recap. There's not even an editor's note to help, which made it hard to care. Justice Inc. Faces of Justice... Number one gets to skim it because Higgins and Shibabo, Alex—pardon me, an artist Alex Shibao, Shibao, and Alex Shibao did a solid job here. Shibao. But Dynamite needs to talk to Marvel about how to bring readers up to
3: speed, apparently. Humpa dumpa frumpa. <laughs> that is your ludicrous <laughs> speed round, and humpa dumpa frumpa is the sound of a stationary machine gun blaring as seen in the pages of Marvel's... dumpa frumpa I know. (laughs) As seen in the pages of Marvel's classic G.I. Joe series from the 80s. Now, I know that that's not an onomatopoeia from this week, but it is THN-like. It's a
0: pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: That was submitted on Facebook by Talon the Warbringer. Very nice, Talon. If you have an onomatopoeia of the week preferably from one of the comic books that came out this week. Typically. <laughs> Hit us up on Facebook, send us an email, on Twitter, you know where but to But if go. it's a
0: good historical one, as you've seen. We'll
3: Humpa Dumpa Frumpa is we'll a real winner. It. Absolutely, thank there you. There
0: you go.
3: This week, we welcome Madam Web to the THN Sanctum Sanctorum, where she'll be using her weird, creepy foresight to help us learn the secrets of next week's comics. Matt, what tasty read has the Web picked for you, and why did you make me say the word tasty... <laughs> Because the web catches stuff, and then the spider eats it. Right? Okay. Yeah.
0: Great. See what I'm doing? I'm, I'm riding a metaphor here. Stay with me, Joey. All right. And I'm going to keep it insect-related. Next week, I'm excited for Centipede, number one from Dynamite. It's written by Max Bemis with art by Eowyn Marin. Not Max Landis. <laughs> yeah, not Max Landis, by the way. And not the drummer from the Toadies. What's that dude's name? <laughs> Mark Resnachek. Oh, wow. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. It's 32 pages for $3.99. Here's your solicit. Based on the classic Atari game. Something only I remember because I'm old enough. When a terrifying creature from beyond the stars attacks his planet, Dale's journey begins, but he is not out to save the world. It's already too late for that. As a lone survivor, the only thing he wants is revenge. And then it goes into writer Max Landis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring you a tale of Max survival. Bemis. What? A, I said Landis again. They bring you a tale of survival and vengeance like you've never seen before. Wow. Okay, here's the thing. What do you think the chances of a book... Based on an Atari game, Centipede lasts for 50 issues. You know, I mean, really. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't,
3: I don't know. I mean, is, Dynamite doesn't let things go up that high. They relaunch things too often. Oh, of course. No, but I'm just saying, like, do you think 10 years from now we'll still be talking about Centipede? Hey, you're the one that picked it, buddy. What I'm saying
0: is I look at it like a woodshedding thing where, like, a writer goes, all right, I'm going out to the woods. I'm done working on my novel that I'm stuck on, and I am just going to sit down, and I'm going to write about the Atari game centipede until I get all this crap out of me, You know, like, I have to see what the hell happens here. Yeah, that can't it. just be a guy shooting parts of a centipede, and the centipede comes back together and splits apart and lives. You know, like, that's you don't not know. how it works.
3: You don't know that. <laughs> it could be very fulfilling for Max Bemis Blandis. Joe, what are you excited for next week? My pick for next week is Dark Days, the casting number one from DC Comics. Written by Scott Snyder and James in the Fourth, with art by Jim Lee, Andy Kubert, and John Romita Jr. Those losers. It's forty pages for four ninety nine. Here's your solicit. The Joker's surprise attack threatens delay waste. To, you know what? I don't want to read that. Why? Uh, look, I really, I, I kind of liked the other Dark Days one shot. Yeah, it was fun. Because. I was not caring at all about this upcoming DC event, and it convinced me. Totally. So this is the second prelude. There's more about the Joker. There's more about Hawkman's weird prophecy. There's Duke and Green Lantern being super buddies. Give Duke a code name already. Yeah, it's about time. So, yeah, I want to see where it goes. I'm interested. Fair enough. The rest
0: is all details. Okay, the last one was Dark Days Metal? The Forge. The Forge. No, the event is called Metal. The event is called Metal. That's right. The THN trade of the week goes to Mage, book one. The Hero Discovered, the trade paperback from Image Comics with story and art by Matt Wagner. It's 216 damn pages for $20. I mean, that's seems fine. That's like less than a cent a page, right? Yeah. Okay, exa- something like yes, that. Yes, absolutely. I think I actually got that one right. The first two no. volumes reprinting the classic early issues of creator Matt Wagner's epic fantasy trilogy,
4: THE HERO DISCOVERED!
0: Reveals the fledgling adventures of the reluctant everyman hero, Kevin Matchstick. (laughs) After encountering a shaggy and beguiling wizard, Kevin soon discovers he's (laughs) more than he ever imagined. This is, uh, we've talked about it plenty of times, this is Matt Wagner's sort of reimagination of the King Arthur mythos. Yeah. Yes. In modern day, Kevin Matchstick is a dude with a mullet. Well, in
3: early 80s New York. Well, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) Kevin Matchstick was a sexy, long-haired... Sort of svelte dude with a baseball bat that was magic.
3: It was Excalibur, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he was finding the other knights of the Round Table, right? And they were fighting trolls and orcs and
3: oh, it's so yeah. There was a, good. some sort of big dragon. Oh man, I love mage. I'm excited. Yes, and you know, it, like I would love to be able to get this, and then the next one, which was the hero denied, the hero defined. No, the first
0: one was discovered and then defined. Yes, hero defined.
3: Denied is the third one. Yes. So And I would love to have three nice big mage the volumes. The hero demoralized. The hero demolished. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm all all in for mage, absolutely. There's our picks for next week, but we want to know what you nerds think we should be reading, so why not drop us a line on the Facebook or the Twitter or the 2 Yeah, and tell us what you think we should be reading. I said that twice in the same sentence. Deal with it. I
0: think you did. Now it's time for us to throw a mic into the crowd and unleash the hordes of the internet on O Comic Con. Joe Patrick, open the phone lines! Hold on, let me turn you up. We're having some technical difficulties. Keep talking. Give me some checks well, here. buddy. we're getting a lot of status. Ha <laughs> we got you. Who this? What? Who is this? This is Nick. <laughs> this is Nick. Nick, how are you doing, brother? Good to hear from you. We are live from O Comic-Con, so we're going to watch our language today because there's kids walking. Okay,
6: I will watch my language. (laughs) (laughs) Wicked.
4: Um,
0: What do you want to rap about, brother?
4: I am calling in about the question of the week. I finally have an answer or a question that I can answer, so I figured I'd throw in my two cents. I don't know if this was going to count. But uh, I don't know if it's because I'm I just got finished catching up on the adventure zone or not or I'm getting ready to start a new uh, D&D campaign but most superhero I don't know bases or I don't know like meet up points seem too cold you know to uh, They're not homey enough is what you're saying <laughs> Yeah I want something homey Okay I want sure. something I could relax Maybe uh, get some spiced potatoes, hit on like a curly-haired redhead. Ooh, uh, all of this sounds great. So I am going to go with uh, the Inn of the Last Home from the Dragonland Sega. Oh, I love that.
3: Yes. <laughs> I totally love that. I have no that. idea what he's talking
0: no. about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fantastic <laughs> answer. Tell, okay, <laughs> tell Joe Patrick about it. Yeah, buddy,
4: yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, a, I got my son in the background. So I just. can hear him. I
0: can hear him. <laughs> tell Joe Patrick a little bit about the inn. He knows nothing about it.
4: But I cannot hear you guys for anything. Oh, really? So, uh, yep.
0: Oh, I bet I know why. I bet um, I know exactly why. Hold, hold on. If
4: you'd like to answer, uh, have a great day, guys. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, I should probably tell people that we're doing it. Yeah, then. tweet at these jerks. Tell them to call us. In the meantime, let's listen to what David Robbins has to say on his answer of the week
7: greetings joe and matt greetings listeners it's david robbins calling in with my answer to the question of the week um i've been missing the uh, window for live uh, cover to cover recently and seems like i'm always in the middle of doing something on saturdays when you guys open the phone line saturdays week, funny, i'm like building that, a dude. set for a musical here at a community theater in milwaukee but uh we're gonna call in anyway leave a message ahead of time uh, uh best fictional bases uh this is an awesome question uh, comics are littered with them. Uh, you've got Avengers Tower, Avengers Mansion, the Westchester Mansion, uh, uh, the Batcave, all, all over the place. Um, one of the first things I thought of was from TV was the warehouse from Warehouse 13. Ooh. Uh, great bases all over TV and movies and, and fictional, uh, things. It's, it's, it's really hard to pick. But, uh, for my money, you know, being who I am, I gotta go with the Sunnydale High School Library. Um, (laughs) From Buffy, (laughs) everything kind of started there. Uh, The for for Buffy and the Scoobies, you know, Giles' uh, personal domain. Then, late to a later extent, uh, you gotta go with the magic box. Um, But it's, I think it's the Sunnydale High School Library. I think that's uh, where my answer goes. Um, Anyway, that's all I got for this week, guys. Short and sweet. We'll talk to you on the next one later.
0: I will say, for a high school library, the Sunnydale Library had an amazing esoteric collection.
7: Yeah. <laughs> Full of uh,
3: the
0: scariest books. I mean, really. And it seems it' only responsible to allow high school students to check those out.
3: I think he probably, like, kept, a, kept them under wraps. <laughs> Is that right? Like, the restricted, restricted section of I Hogwarts. don't
0: recall. I just remember whenever they went to research, they just went to the library and, like, dug out the most terrifying books you've ever seen that could end the world. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We got to tell somebody to screw off real quick. I told Nate Aguilar to call back. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who
2: this? Hey, Joe and Matt, this is Kyle calling from San Diego. Hello, Uh, Kyle. Calling today from the middle of the Nevada desert. Whoa. That's not San Diego now.
0: Are you UFO watching or something? Oh, Kyle, before you go on, real quick. We're keeping it PG-13 today because we are live from O Comic-Con and there's little dudes walking around. We know how much you'd love to curse. Watch your filthy mouth, Kyle. That's all we ask, okay? All all right,
2: will do.
0: What do you want to rap about, I was actually calling
2: today about O Comic-Con and Comic-Cons in general and wanted, wanted to know what do you guys look forward to the most about going to cons and what do you look forward to the least? And... Uh, do you think they're worth it? Because sometimes I get there and there's like so many people and so many crowds that I just wonder. I wonder if they're worth it. But by the time I'm there, I, I have a lot of fun and, and just was wondering your thoughts on on uh, cons in general.
3: Sure, Joe, you want to start? Yeah, you know, I've been to uh, I've been to like eight thousand comic book conventions uh, because of my time as a comic book retail professional. Uh, And so, (laughs) no, I don't mean it like that. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I've seen some stuff, okay? Uh, I've been to, like, San Diego. I've been to all the huge shows, and I've been to a lot of really small shows. And for me, my favorite is just a show kind of like this. Um, Con! it's in its third year. They're doing a great job, and and they're at a point where they're, like, bringing in so much um, great stuff for people to see and do but it's not like a circus like comic-con is no
0: and there's something to be said about the smaller shows because there's community there and i really like that and uh, like we look around and we see people we know not just from legend comics our shop but from all the other shops that shop around town and it's just there's something about the community of nerds coming together and like all the weird stuff involved like right across from us there's an exotic wildlife sanctuary here and this guy has like beasts in a cage one of which is a monkey that i'm definitely taking home with me. There's
3: something with a ringtail over there. I <laughs> yeah. don't think it's a raccoon.
0: <laughs> no. I think it's a lemur. But, uh, like, just the weird crap. That's what I love. And I'm, I'm like you. If I can go and walk through and do my thing and feel relatively unimpeded, I'm fine with it. When there's a ton of people, there's still a rush there, and I kind of like it. You know? I mean, it, I like the community. I like the gathering. That's what I, what I really get in for.
3: Right. And it's not that I don't want, like... Comic-Con is obviously, San Diego Comic-Con is obviously a, a huge success for the last 40 plus years. Um, but you go to Comic-Con going for there, the spectacle. It's Right. It has kind of transcended what I want from a Comic-Con, and it is, like Matt said, it is a spectacle. Yeah,
0: there's movie stars and, there and stuff. Today, I mean, you know, we've, we've got a bunch of nerds just like us hanging there's out. There's some movie stars we've right here. We've got Sexy Nerd Science over here, another podcast. We're in Podcast Alley with all these other nerd podcasters, and that's the kind of stuff that I love bumping into guys like this and seeing what they're doing Cyber Boy the animated
3: it. series there you go <laughs> we've
0: been pimping them a lot are you going to San Diego you live out there
2: I am yeah I am going to San Diego and that's I think um, the only cons that I've been to have been large ones so when I was living out in New Jersey I went to New York Comic Con and I've been to WonderCon, and now uh, Comic Con this is going to be my second year going to San Diego Comic Con so it might be nice if I went to like one of the smaller cons and got a little bit uh, I think it would have a little bit different feel than, than the large ones with all the big crowds and you know you have to wait and like to go into Hall H at San Diego Comic Con you have to like wait overnight and get a wristband and it's like is it really that worth it you know and yeah. and, uh, and I don't know
0: that's but the kind of thing you got to... I don't know, man. I, I mean, honestly, it shows like that. If I'm going to see an Ego Comic-Con, I want to be treated like the pretty little princess that I am. I want a special badge, you know. <laughs> I'm
2: not waiting in line with the peasants. You know You know what I mean? You're not actually <laughs> famous. Right. And some of the, my favorite panels have been, like, those smaller panels. But, like, last year I went to the... I called in a, a while ago, but I, went, I called in John Lewis... I um, when he won the Eisner last year, that was really cool. One more time, uh, you were breaking it, that up a was in one bit. of the. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm in the middle of the desert, so uh, I was at John Lewis's panel. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, last nice. Last year, yeah. when he won the Mar- when he won the Eisner for March. right? And right. you know, some of those smaller rooms uh, where it's a little bit more intimate, I enjoy that a lot more than you know these these big ones. And even though like they might have a lot of the stars come out, you know, you really don't get close enough to see anything. You're still watching them on a projector, so right? It's not, it's not that worth much worth it
0: to So right, it's like the back row of a Springsteen concert.
2: Yeah. Yep. All Hi. right, we'll have fun at, uh, at Ocon, guys.
0: Awesome, thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Appreciate Kyle. your call, brother.
2: Hi, how are you? All right.
0: Oh, there's, there's a horse waving to us at the moment. <laughs> Hi there, how are you? <laughs> oh my God! Oh yikes! No good, oh, horse napping. Good Lord. You're admitting to abusing the poor animal is what you're doing. I can see your lips moving, okay?
8: <laughs>
0: Let's go back to the Google voicemail and check in with our buddy Scott Clark.
8: Hey, Joe and Matt. This is Scott from Falls, Ohio, calling in for the question of the week. Hey, um, I'm currently sitting at the drive-in where I just got done watching Spider-Man Homecoming. And I don't want to turn this into a movie review, so I'm just going to say that it was strictly okay. It was, it was okay. But uh, to answer the question of the week, which was, uh, what is my favorite base of a superhero or a super team? Um, Let me explain myself a little bit. Um, I'm a 48-year-old guy who's been reading comics for 38 years, and, and my very first comic I ever picked up was the Fantastic Four 202. And I have had a straight run of the Fantastic Four ever since then. In fact, I've gone back and read all the uh, uh, Stan Lee and the Jack Kirby's and and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, And uh, so that should make my answer pretty obvious. It is uh, Pier 4. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Pier 4. It is actually the Baxter Building. Um, uh, this building is such an iconic building in the Marvel Universe that not only has it housed the Fantastic Four, but it's housed uh, the Thunderbolts as well. I think it's connected to Parker Industries at this moment. Um, and, uh, for uh, it, Not only that, but it is also been blasted out in the outer space at least three times that I can count. Yeah, It is by far the coolest building in the Marvel U. So, there you go. There's my answer. uh, The Baxter building. Um, uh, So, um, I just wanted to thank you guys for giving us such a great show to listen to every single week. I love the question of the week. And uh, I plan on calling many more times after this. So I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. We didn't put him up to that.
0: Scott Clark, you damn sweetie. What a guy. We didn't tell him to say. I'm that. just glad there's people older than us that listen to this show. There's like him and Greg Litchfield. I think that's it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that is true.
0: <laughs> the Baxter Building. I love
3: the Baxter Building. I think it's great.
0: The Baxter Building is great. Uh, Parker Industries is
3: yes, right now currently. still in the Baxter Building. I right? believe so. Yeah. Well, no, things are... Uh... Yeah, Johnny,
0: Johnny Storm got all bent out of shape about it, tried to blow him up.
3: Yeah, but things are going pretty bad for Spider-Man right now, so yeah, I'm not sure well, if he's still yeah. in there or not.
0: That old Parker look, you know yeah. how that goes.
3: Uh, <laughs> I, I, I loved, like, back in the day where they put the diagram of the Baxter building, like the, the, the cross section. Oh, yeah, those were like, so
0: cool. Yeah, here's
3: Ben's room, and here's Reed and, Reed and Sue's room, and here's uh, the gym, and then here's a rocket. A giant (laughs) floor-to-ceiling rocket just hidden inside the Baxter building. Well, you
0: never know. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's a Fantastic Four we're talking about.
3: Right. Great answer. Thank you, Scott. Really good answer. Scott is our latest patron on our Patreon page. Hey, Hey.
0: Scotty. So, thank you, Scott. Yeah, if you want us to love you, give us your money. You can buy our love. (laughs) That's how
3: it works. We love you anyway. Yeah, well, Joe does anyway. But we love you just a little extra.
0: Yeah, that's right. If you want real love, it costs money. Sorry, folks. Uh, Should we skip the orca, or should we just broadcast him and see how he does?
3: How about we just, can we play him without broadcasting him? I mean, yeah. Is that fun? I mean, we
0: just turn the volume down, I guess. Nah, let's just go for it. Let her rip. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This one might not be safe for work or kids, so if all the children here could just stay away from our booth for approximately two and a half minutes, uh, that'd be great.
3: Just go hang out at the spearmint rhino booth in the next room <laughs> and
0: yes. until everything's safe. By the way, very tasteful. I will say that. Very tasteful. I don't know
3: if there's actually a spearmint,
0: Hard-working spearmint ladies. rhino booth over there. <laughs> yeah, I thought the exotic wildlife sanctuary was the spearmint rhino booth. I didn't know.
9: Let the orca take you back to the fall of 1987. I was strolling through the service merchandise with my little boy, Jebediah, trying to get an idea of a little tight. I don't know what Christmas. the hell you are, but that is terrifying. <laughs> when we found the GI Joe section, immediately I was transfixed on this giant GI Joe Space shuttle launcher thing. It was so cool, Oh yeah. So he says, "Wow, Jeb, look at this." Jeb has sarcastic wit for a five-year-old, and he says, "Ah, no. That's stupid, Dad. Why's the little shuttle dry hump in the other shuttle <laughs> pass?" I was flabbergasted. Now, this is fucking rad, he says. <laughs> On the lower shelf was the G.I. Joe Mobile Command Center. Oh, yeah. It was this huge beige tank. Yes. Oh, that yeah. opened up into a three-level base. Three floors, yes, yes. To me, it was a blatant ripoff for the Jawa tank Oh, yeah, Star Wars, that's all it was. But Jeb loved it. Yeah, but you could, like, open it Look up. Look at like the like practicality of the, of the floor layout, he said. It's genius. Plus, I bet I can use it for something else that will help you, he says. Uh-oh. Needless to say... Santa put one under the tree for Jeb that year. Aww. Now, skip ahead to New Year's Day. My prick probation officer decides <laughs> to make a house call at 8 a.m. that morning. on oh, New Year's Day? Thinking he'll find me with booze or a prostitute or drugs. <laughs> Thing is, he was right about the drugs. I was right in the thick of my cool Good. European-inspired hash phase. Everyone has one. And I was fucked. There was hash everywhere. <laughs> Blocks, pipes, plates, little knives you use over the kitchen table, the coffee table. How everywhere. much do you need? <laughs> he tricks my girl into opening the door while I'm still in bed. I hear him asking for me, poking around and whatnot. I know how much drugs is out there, and I thought, oh, shit. <laughs> so I get up. Definitely appropriate. Prepare myself to face the music. And I go out with my hands up. Turns out the hash was gone nothing no paraphernalia or anything so he noses around a little bit and then wishes me a happy new year and gets back in his prick car and leaves jeb hit it all in the mobile command center. Jeb says saved your ass on that one dad and he flips over his mobile command center and he'd taken all my drugs and duct taped them to the bottom of it. It's all spread out like that. You can hide a lot of hash. (laughs) Needless to say, that mobile command center is my favorite base. Kiss, kiss, boys.
3: Okay. Well, we
0: made it. Well, the Orca just took us on a ride. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I'm not going to sit here and tell you I didn't put weed in my mobile command center (laughs) later on before I sold it. I absolutely did. Because your parents aren't going to look in your G.I. Joe vehicles for that crap, right? That's kiddie stuff. What?
3: I didn't have the mobile command center, but my friend did, and it I was, was ge- totally jealous. The
0: coolest, and it was definitely a ripoff of the Jawas Sandcrawler, no doubt.
3: Yeah, because it was just a giant, tall tank.
0: And I would say it had serious tipping issues, too. Like, right. if you're going to put that many people into a vehicle, you probably don't want it to stand straight up, you know? Thank you, nice ladies. These
3: two wonderful women. Oh, no, are we losing tape? have come over are to help us our with banner? our
0: banner. <laughs> Thank you. We,
3: don't even, not- we didn't even know there was a problem.
0: Oh, yeah. Just sitting here blissfully ignorant (laughs) as our stuff is falling apart. Thank you. Thank you so much.
3: (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful.
0: The orca. Always good to hear from him. We we went ahead and broadcasted that in front of God and everybody here at the uh, Mac Center for Yeah, Kids everywhere. Yeah, what can you do? (laughs) I mean, it was. It's our fault. We should have. I mean, we told people we're broadcasting live. We didn't tell them, hey, let's dial it back. It was more tame than usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just drug paraphernalia. And it was hash, nothing hard. I mean, come on. Okay. Thanks, Everybody Orga. Hash.
3: Thanks, Orga. Uh, yeah, and uh, your kid. Kids love hash. The you USS. Heard it here. The USS Defiant is a wonderful toy as well. The space shuttle.
0: Hello, and thank you for calling THN what? cover to cover. No one's going to know that we called you, JD, but we did because we missed your call. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> that was. We saw we missed you. And, you guys uh, enjoying the con? Yeah, so far we're enjoying the con. There's a bunch of weirdos walking around dressed up in costumes and stuff. You know, it's fun. We got a henna booth over here. We got a fortune teller. We got Cyber Boy, the animated series across from us. We have got animals in cages. We got uh, we worst got...
3: podcast ever. Worst comics podcast ever. Yeah,
0: other podcasts all around us. <laughs> we got the uh, Fork Found movie reviews right next to us, and they're putting up with our bullshit really well. I gotta say, I don't know how, for how much long they even shared their power with us. Nice guys.
5: What's go well, on I with the you? Message, so don't play it because I'll... I'll just tell you what I tell you what I said in the message. Let's all do right.
0: it. Let's do it. Wrap Ra- with us, brother. All
5: right. So. All right, so my answer of the week was back when I thought the question was just comic book hideouts. I was going to continue on with my usual Warren Ellis love and say the Bleach ship from The Authority. Oh, Oh, the
3: Carrier.
5: Yeah, Uh, yeah, the Carrier is a good (laughs) answer. I mean, who who doesn't like a
0: two-mile ship, right? A two-mile ship with a mysterious background, too. They had no idea where it came from. Yeah, it was like a live. Yeah. That was a very cool ship. That's a great answer. I love that machine. I love that. Okay, let me ask you this, JD. You're a huge Warren Ellis guy, and the end of Planetary, there's another yeah. ship that they get into and to fly through the bleed and explore.
3: No, they imply they they come out and say that there's like a bunch of them out there in, right. the, in
0: the multiverse. Okay, so they are connected. Those ships that go from bleed to bleed are all connected.
5: Well I yeah, guess, but the, the one that they the one that they find in planetary was the That was the that was the Captain the Shazam, Marvel. Yeah. That was the Shazam pastiche. Oh, that's the,
0: right. It was magic. And that was the nature. that was
5: the ship that was from another world that was piloted by people or is powered by people and they had to recruit all these people to be parts of the engine and, and he was the pilot.
0: Okay. That's right. Yeah. It was like a magic ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's also
5: the one that he uses to defeat the four.
0: Right. Yes. Okay. Now we're all on the same page. Jeffrey, catch them all. Good to hear from you, brother. That's a solid answer. I love it. Awesome.
5: Well, you guys enjoy your con, and I will talk to you guys later. All right. Good to Bye hear buddy. from you, buddy. Talk See to you yeah. later.
0: Oh. Okay. Let's go to Vault Anthony. Dweller. Oh yeah, it is a Vault Dweller, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony, currently presiding in Brooklyn. Keep in mind, I'm riding the faders here as we go, so if it's loud, I apologize.
10: What's up, fellas? It's Anthony, currently presiding in Brooklyn. And I went and saw Spider Man. <laughs> there was a lot of fun that i had. Super love. Mike Keaton. With the big old popcorn I was eating. Oh, yes, God. No! That's, <laughs> that's the worst. That's it. it Spoiler free. Yeah. I'm not giving you any spoilers or nothing. That I just was the worst. To tell you that from beginning to end, the Spider Man movie, Homecoming, filled me with joy. I, I loved it. I loved it. I want to see it again right now, but I can't because like Peter Parker, has great powers and great responsibility. I have adult responsibilities, and I can't just run off to see movies. Uh, but yeah, it was super fun. I loved it. Tom Holland's great. Continues to be great. And Michael Keaton is wonderful. Uh, I'm not super good with adjectives, I'm realizing. I just keep wanting to say great and wonderful. Use uh, some
3: Spider-Man it. adjectives, uh, Anthony. He's
10: joined the pantheon of great Marvel villains uh, and there, there haven't been many, but uh, my favorites are uh, Loki, friggin' Purple Man, and Michael Keaton. Those are, they're the best. And he's wonderful. I, guys, I, I I'm not expecting you to give any kind of review on it if you have seen it because it's early, but, um, man, if you haven't seen it already, go see it. I, I think you'll really enjoy it. And I'd love to talk, uh, more stuff about it, but I know we probably need more, more, more time between to do that. But anyway, Loved it So
3: He's, good He really tucked himself <laughs> out of it <laughs> I
10: hope you guys are having a great day Bye
0: Anthony thank you for your call It's always good to hear from you yeah. uh, Joe and I loved
3: it too I mean we're probably not going to review it right now No we're, we're going to wait like we Yeah we'll do, do. Thing.
0: So we can do our big spoilerific. We'll do a nerd at the movies uh, But we did on love it Yeah we both had a good time with it Yeah No major complaints
3: Like when, when Scott called earlier And he said it was just okay Like I was making faces the whole time
0: Yeah I'm Some ba- little ba- kid in front of that started crying too I'm
3: about to give that guy his patron, patronage back Oh, check it out. Wonder Woman over here just has kidding.
0: a light up lasso. It's
3: that got like is radical. LED
0: lasso. That is totally radical.
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding, Scott. I love you. <laughs> we love you.
0: Yeah, very You're, much so. Yes,
3: your opinion is valid. But wrong. Though I do, f- yeah, completely agree. Valid but wrong. You. Yes.
0: Uh, Let's go to D. Murray. There's a cover to cover question. D. Murray is a stalwart of this show. He calls in every week. He's also in New York, right?
3: Somewhere over there.
0: Yeah, he's an East Coast guy. I know that.
11: How's it going, guys? No Tony D today. Tony D's uh, He's not retired But he's just taking A little uh, A little CS yes. Oh uh, there he is There he is That's right <laughs> But no seriously um, I had a question For you guys I couldn't call in Sorry about that But my question Is for you If you were in Either the DC Or Marvel Universe Okay Doing any Certain event Throughout the past 40 years Okay What would you Start trending yeah. So say you're Inside the secret Invasion While that's Happening in And Twitter is just happens to be around Okay What would you start turning During the secret evasion What is our hashtag? Or
3: yeah what's Crisis the hashtag? on
11: infinite earth right. Or convergence Or any other event That's happening oh. out the DC I universe I love this I love this Or Marvel universe Take it easy guys Okay
0: We're gonna hashtag Some events We're not gonna pick one We're just gonna hashtag Some events <laughs> okay. Alright So you called in Wants to know You are in An event In the Marvel or DC universe That happened in the last 40 years You have your cell phone You're on Twitter. All hell's breaking loose. Yeah. What is your hashtag? And you're just like,
3: oh man, red skies and dinosaurs. Yeah. Hashtag. I don't know.
0: Come on, Twitter guy, (laughs) do this. You're a nerd. Come on. (laughs) We'll take suggestions from anyone else who wants it too. But okay, let's let's Uh, let's start with old ones. So let's hashtag Crisis and Infinite Earths.
3: Yeah. Okay. Hey. What's going
0: on? How are we doing? Good. Good. Crisis and Infinite Earths. Joe Patrick's running around the DCU. He's got his cell phone out. Sky's turned red. There's lightning all over the place.
3: Yeah, it would be some, probably something like. Hashtag. Hashtag too many flashes. <laughs> that's not bad.
0: Hashtag too many flashes. You can never have
3: too many flashes, though, so okay. that would just be
0: a joke. Secret invasion, I mean, that's simple. You know, like. My wife is a scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's trust you know, like, scrolls suck or trust no scrolls or <laughs> everyone's a scroll. So spread panic. Scrolls everywhere. Hashtag scrolls everywhere. That's not very funny, though. No, nah, it's not very funny.
3: We're bad at this. Yeah, we are
0: bad. This is harder than I thought it would it's be. It's
3: really hard to do on the spur of the moment. It's harder than I thought it would be.
0: All right. Well, Civil War, you're like, I'm with Cap.
3: Oh, okay. I got I'm it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You know. Uh, how about Fear Itself?
0: Fear Itself. Okay.
3: Hashtag g- get hammered. <laughs> get hammered. That's not bad.
0: <laughs> how are you guys doing? Take some stickers or something. Feel free. Yeah, go ahead and take a sticker. Make sure and put them up on the walls of the convention area. Okay? Don't we want do that. You- Yes. Don't do that. Go and He's de- just stuff with those no. stickers. All right? Be
3: respectful of other people's property.
0: <laughs> but don't tell your mom I told you to do that. <laughs> and hopefully she's not paying attention. All right? Cool. Get hammered. Yes, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I think that's that might be my best one so far. That's a good one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or got hammered.
3: Got hammered, yeah. Yeah, you're there. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Got hammered. I wouldn't want to be in. I wouldn't want to be around for any of those events because like all hell broke loose, planets clapped into each other. I know, and, be, like, like, yeah. Like, what would you say about Infinite Crisis? WTF, Grant Morrison? <laughs> oh, yes. final crisis. Final crisis. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, I don't even know. That's a fun question. D. Obviously, we're bad at uh, doing this at the spur of the moment in front of a crowd full of people. Yeah, I thought we'd we're be way better at that. We're not improv people, okay? We've been improving for years doing this. We're Ye- just not, yes,
0: and. Not very well, I guess. Yes, and.
3: <laughs> no. I think Got Hammered is probably my favorite one.
0: All right, let's go back to the Google voicemail. Rich Gallagher calling.
3: Oh, I think this is our first time, long time. I think this is the first time, long time. I don't know if he probably doesn't actually say Rich Gallagher.
0: I don't know. Well, that probably not what he's saying, no.
3: Hey,
7: guys. This is Rich Gallagher calling a uh, long time, first time. Uh, saw there's a sale on but, Comixology on young animal books And I have not touched any of those yet So I oh, 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 wondered what's
0: good We got a call coming in, hold on here But that wasn't first time long time No. Oh, It was coming in and they hung up on us What was that? Let's see if they call back Let's go back to Rich Gallagher uh, Thanks a lot and talk to you later He wants to talk young animal
3: So there's a Comixology sale going on For DC's
0: young animal books He wants to know what's good You know what's great? That no one is reading, and it's a damn shame. Mother Panic. I heard it was good. Mother Panic is fantastic. Uh, my favorite is
3: Cave Carson Has a Cybernetic Eye. Yes,
0: Cave Carson Has a Cybernetic Eye is amazing. Truly and amazing.
3: I think Doom Patrol is good, but I think mainly because I just love the art. Look, Doom Patrol, I'm in a weird position with Doom Patrol right
0: now where I'm still reading it, and I can't tell you what's going on. Sure, but that's Doom Patrol. It's frustrating the hell out of me. That's Doom Patrol, though. I know, I know that, and Doom Patrol has always been like a wild ride. But this is like it's beyond wild ride at this point. It's Gerard Jones is maybe Gerard, going insane. Gerard, Gerard Way. Way. Sorry, Gerard Jones is the one that got arrested. Gerard right. Way is, is seems to be losing his mind. I, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, he's a rock and roll star, man, and it's clever. But I still have no idea what's going on, and we're like ten issues in.
3: Yeah, that's okay. I, I think the real reason, I just really love Nick Darrington. I love the art so much. It's worth looking into.
0: I mean, whether you're a Doom Patrol fan or not, just because what they're doing is very cool and edgy, but it is hard as hell to follow. I'll say that.
3: Yeah, Definitely check enough.
0: out Mother Panic. Definitely pick up Cape Carson as a cybernetic guy.
3: That's my favorite one. Oh, hands down. Great stuff. Oh, um, oh Bug. Oh, Bug, yeah. Two issues out. Bug uh, Adventures of uh, Forager is really great. Right. Mike, by, uh, Mike, Mike and, Laura
0: and Alred are working on it. Yeah,
3: and uh, their brother, Mike Alred's brother Lee, I think, is the writer. I think it is Lee Alred, but yeah.
0: nobody knows that guy. Yeah, whatever.
3: But yeah, so young. He's been
0: am- on Mike's cocktails for too long.
3: <laughs> young animal. <laughs> uh, Doctor McNinja just walked by. Oh yes, oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, young, there's only like four young animal books, right? There's, uh, there's Doom Patrol, there's Cave Carson, there's Mother Panic. There's Bug, which just started, and there's Shade, the Changing Girl, which oh, yeah. I was not into. No,
0: I read the first two issues and I stopped.
3: But So of the five books, I, I like four of them, and three of them are like really good.
0: So let's rank them in order of must-buy. I'm saying Cave Carson, one.
3: Cave Carson and Bug are probably my one Cape and Carson, two. Cave
0: Carson, one. The only reason I didn't make Bug, number one, because we only have two issues. But so far, I love it. That and would be number two. I didn't make
3: Mother Panic higher because I, I haven't caught up. Mother so.
0: Panic is... I'm going to put Mother Panic, two, because there's more of it, and then Bug. But pick those up. They're wonderful. Thank you for your call. Uh, Rich Gallagher, welcome aboard. First. All right. Not first time, long time, but long time, first time.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: those two are going Prob- to be hard.
3: Probably long enough to know that there is a first time, long time. <laughs> those two are going to be difficult to sort out. <laughs> uh,
0: Caller, thank you gone. for calling t and cover to cover Whoa. live from Comic-Con. Who this? I'm feeling
3: very threatened. It's still me. It's still me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. We had a Bowser dancing in front of us, interrupting you. Uh, what did you want to rap about today,
4: Nate? <laughs> Love he's, the new format, really guys. Uh, I'll call in next week. How about that?
0: Okay. Fair enough. Thank you, Nate. We seem to be having some audio problems with you. I apologize, sir.
4: <laughs> Talk to you later, guys. All
0: right.
3: Oh, they're wrestling over there.
0: They are wrestling over Ladies there. Ladies and it's gentlemen, Ora McWilliams.
3: <laughs> From the Graphic Novelty
0: but What's <laughs> happening, Aura? Whoa, we got a real loud call coming in now. Caller, thank you for calling THN Cover to Color. Cover to Cover live from Con. Who this? Name of show. Are you there? Hey, guys, it's Brian, it's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos, how are you, sir? What's going on? How's the con? It's so far, it's great. We're having a great time. There was a Bowser walking around in front of us, messing with us. Aura McWilliams is standing in front of us right now.
6: We're having a great time. Hey, how really, about you? What really are you doing? doing? I've really Good. drunk it all in. I'm just Still no In my overgrown Still backyard not. Looking at stuff I'm never going to get done But well, just you know Looking at I'll it I'll let you so. know Enjoy, Enjoying the nice summer day Nice What do you want to
0: rap about today sir?
6: Well there are a couple things So I, I uh, kind of forgot Slash couldn't call last week But it was a good show And um, you, uh, Jason Sexier Had called in about the uh, the Joe Casey cable run Yes um, yeah, yeah. Which I think is really great And I, I, I was like Oh my god That was so great Like a couple of years it's like ten issues, which is like ridiculous. Um, when you go back and look, like it's barely anything. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it's one of those like that's kind of how that's significant right. it is. Like the high water mark on cable is like a six issue run, which is kind of silly. <laughs> but um, they did um, last year, Marvel or maybe the year before, put put out the Deathlock collection of Joe Casey's Deathlock book. Also great. Um, and that. Which is great, and it kind of started in cable. So they have like five issues of cable, and then Deathlock, and um, it's kind of a it's it's a fun read. If you I don't know if it's on Marvel Unlimited, but it's pretty great. Um,
0: that could be a tough one to track down. I don't know if it's on Unlimited or not, but I did love that Deathlock run, and honestly, cannot tell you that I have loved another Deathlock run. I think that's fair, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, it's, 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 I don't think Deathlock. Yeah, he's had a lot of hits and misses.
0: Yeah, he's been a fun side character, but I, I would argue pretty hard to write
6: in his as own a book.
3: solo character. Yeah. not great.
6: Hey, no, bro- he's he's pretty. Co- I mean, I'm not. I haven't read a t- like. I haven't read any of the '70s stuff, but um, that's kind of like the Deathlock stuff that I know. So that's cool. Um, and for the uh, the last week's question of the week was yeah. the. Um, I saw it from Chuck, Chuck Dixon on Nightwing. Yes. Um, you know, because it's like, it's It's so like, you think Mark Wolfman and like Nightwing and the Titans and all that, but it's like, you know, Scott McDaniel and Dixon and, and Bloodhaven, like that's, that's yeah. Dick Grayson, you know, like that. Yeah. He's either Robin McKay, you know, that, that run is like pretty much it as far as the character's concerned.
0: I hadn't thought of that. That's probably, that would have been my favorite call last week because I love that run so much. And yes, I think Chuck Dixon made the character of dick grayson who he is we
6: know today you know what i mean yeah and he, he cut that ponytail thank god oh. i mean then like the first issue he's like yeah that, so he's like, yeah, that ponytail's going and in, oh, a, new, in a better costume
0: although i did like the sex mullet i'll be honest dick grayson sported a pretty sexy
6: mullet yeah absolutely
0: brian thank absolutely. you so much for your call brother always good to hear from you oh we got another call coming in i'm gonna say goodbye all right, to you thanks, guys have a good week all Bye, right thanks, buddy Caller, you are on THN Cover to Cover, live from o con Who this? Woo! This is Ethan. I'm back. Ethan, what's happening, brother? <laughs> Keep it PG-13 because there's little kids walking weeks, around. And, we're and broadcasting. then you guys
12: decide to uh, pick my question while I was gone. How uh, dare you? Look, Ethan, we didn't know, okay?
0: Yeah, uh, you know what? Your calendar wasn't updated on our Google calendar, so... I'm
12: sorry. We, we got to really line up our schedules a little better. <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry, buddy. What do you want to wrap about today? How's uh,
12: the con going?
0: The con's great. We're having a ton of fun. There's a bunch of people here. It's like twice as size as last year. And there's nerds everywhere. It's awesome. We're only
9: getting nice,
12: awesome.
3: We're getting half as many. Weird so uh, looks. I wanted
12: to, I wanted to talk about my uh, question. One of the, uh, a book that just stuck the landing. I just wanted to talk about Scouts real fast. I thought Scouts was one of the best, one of my favorite series. But it just totally landed. Got everything wrapped up at the end. I fucking loved it.
0: I could not agree more. Scalped was wonderful. And wasn't there some announcement that there was a TV show coming at, like three years ago? Yeah. Is it still happening? I don't know. Yes. No, yes. There's a man in front of us nodding. He's, he's saying yes, yes, yes. It's on yeah. a
12: really strange network. Like, uh, I can't even think what it is. It was it like is, but WGN it's to be or something. A series. We'll see if it happens. Yeah, no
0: doubt. I would like to see
3: Because they cast thing.
0: Red Yeah, I remember that. I remember all those rumors, but it just feels like that was like three or four years ago we heard that, and we haven't heard anything since. It's a slow development process.
12: Within the last year, I heard they announced casting, so I think it's actually... thing.
0: Excellent. I'm a huge fan of just Aaron's Is
12: is the Umbrella Academy stuff actually happening, or what's going on with that?
0: It is. We're actually going to talk about it. Well, I think it's. It may have a home. I know there
3: hasn't been an official announcement.
0: There's production involved. It may have found a home, and we're going to talk about that on our show in a little bit here. It may be coming to Netflix.
12: Nice. That'll be awesome. I love all the character design. I thought the oh, powers yeah. are all unique in that series, so I'd love to love to see that happen.
0: Another series that totally stuck the landing, by the way. Okay. All
12: right. Yeah.
0: Umbrella Academy. Cool. Well,
12: I hope you guys have a good con. And now that I'm back in the country, I'll be calling back again and uh
0: make sure you line up with my schedule all right sorry about that ethan we'll do better next oh, time man yeah don't do so again. demanding <laughs> all right talk to you later buddy all right
3: bye put aura on the mic put aura on the mic uh aura do you have an answer to the question of the week favorite fictional base it doesn't have to be from comics superhero super villain movie a video game whatever you
0: want let me
13: let me, let me noodle on this one for a minute okay uh,
0: while you're doing that why don't you tell us what's graphic novelty doing at the con Are you guys broadcasting
13: uh, we did our we did our thing yesterday already. Cool. Sadly, but uh, it was really awesome. We had a turnout of about ten or fifteen. Nice. Uh, and it's since it was the last time of the of the first day, and everybody wanted the heck out of here. That's that was a really good turnout. That's awesome. Uh, the podcast uh, "Men in a Tub" over there. Like, have you got? Have you met them? No. Uh, You should. You would love those. They're
3: wild boys. Men in a tub? Is that the person over there dressed like a unicorn?
13: uh, On the other side, I don't think you can... You can see the people with the shower caps over there? Yes. And it sounds weird to say over radio, the people who hear this are going to be like... The people in shower caps. No, they're wearing right? shower caps. They're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, you should, you you guys should go over there and say, hey, because okay. that podcast seems fucking insane. We'll check it no, out. No. So
0: after, thank you for cussing in front of the children. So after this, we're going to go beat up the Men in a Tub it's podcast. It's just like
13: our, oh, yeah, well, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We,
3: we were starting beef. That's how podcasters beat <laughs> each
0: other. we are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard you got a show, huh? <laughs> I, it's like that
3: scene in Anchorman. Yeah. Everyone shows up with, like... Yeah, it's like a gang fight. Grenades and
0: yes. tridents. Yeah, the podcast world is violent, especially the nerd one. Really violent.
13: All the underground pit fighting we do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they We're set, not supposed to talk about that. Oh,
0: they We're set not it
3: up over
13: there, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. this nice
0: little den that we get to fight other podcasters. The underground in pit is
3: way nicer this year.
0: Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Cushions with the pit. I noticed we just got a table. The black tablecloth, you know, whatever.
13: We stole your chairs yesterday. I don't know if you were short a chair. We no, were, short, we a were chair.
3: short a chair. Yes, I had to go back in the innards of the building and find one. Mystery solved. You
13: <laughs> son of a. I, I I figured out my base. All right, the All USS right. Captain America two. What's that? What in the crap are you talking That's about? That's the 31st Century Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh ship, my god, you're such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> Why must you always be such a nerd? <laughs> All right,
0: I, tell I us what it was. Explain it. It's tell a us giant,
13: what it. Was. It's, it's just a spaceship. It's not. Okay. There was nothing to it. it. It had Cap Shield painted like right prominently on the front. Okay. You know, yeah.
0: The future Guardian spaceship. They flew around and guarded the galaxy. They did that. That's what they did. They named their ship after Cap. That's adorable.
13: Yeah. Where they fought Taser Face. That's right. <laughs> yes. You may recognize Taserface from the hit movie. And the Stark and you know future Wolverine Wolverine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Rancor That is a hell of Rancor. That's a hell of an answer Or McWilliams But I expect Nothing I w- less from you Well,
13: I, w- I, th- I, I, I sat on Avengers Mansion I was like Avengers Mansion okay. That's that that's the answer I right thought you though.
0: might go For the space station The Thor Corps lived in too oh,
13: <laughs> Why didn't I say that <laughs> I <know>. Too late <laughs> Damn it Thanks Aura Thank,
0: Thank
3: you, you for your you. answer Aura I'm gonna go pick out a nachos now Def- yes. That sounds delicious I'm gonna do that In a little bit here Ladies and gentlemen It's an old Con miracle Wandering past the show In the middle of recording Jesse Kiefer from the Grawlix podcast. Blink noise. Hi, Jesse. <laughs> blink
11: noise. That, that was like super, that was better than normal.
3: That blink was
11: way better than normal. Uh,
9: uh.
3: <laughs> Jesse, do you have an answer to the question of the week? Well, I'm glad you asked because I do.
11: And it's the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sewer layer, uh, because apparently Donatello can work magic. Because he can do anything in the sewers. Give
3: that guy some banana peels and a couple of tin cans. Like fine.
11: When when I think about going down into the sewers, there's not a lot of activities that spring to mind. But they can like they have like a half pike. They have a skate park.
3: And where do they find those giant sprawling rooms down there? I
11: (laughs) and and how do they not like run into the rat king on a regular basis?
3: I know, right?
11: (laughs) I mean, like he's down there. (laughs) Like, but they only fight him once in a while. I'm like. But he's like that—that terrible neighbor that just keeps mowing your yard. Right. Like, there's too many dandelions in this part of the sewer, guys. And and your branches keep growing Uh, over my fence.
3: Property lines here, not here.
11: Yeah. Yeah. I had the city zone it.
3: Yeah.
11: (laughs) I'm putting up a privacy fence. Your turtles are obnoxious.
3: Jesse's here with his uh, collaborator Axton, right? Yep. Uh, Axton Tank Taylor. Monkey Studios, Tank Zombie Studios. Tank Tank Zombie. Tank Zombie. Yep. I, I Tank do a Monkey's comic. the
11: comic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. Uh, you know.
4: I
3: know things. You know what? It was two years ago, but I still remember stuff. <laughs> uh, everybody here with an earshot, go visit their booth. It's wonderful. They do great work. Uh, Axton is putting out like all these cute little Hamilton things that they're says,
11: fantastic. Like,
3: really pushing all my buttons <laughs>
11: people have come to the table specifically for that oh yeah. man that guy knows how to. <laughs> was, that guy knows how to butter his bread he does <laughs> he's got like a robot for that
3: just like Rick and Morty <laughs> Jesse thank you wonderful to see you thank you guys enjoy the rest of the convention blink noise and lo and behold who else should wander by but Randy Andrews hey bye guys okay Randy welcome to the mobile ziggurat how are you enjoying the convention I am having an absolute blast. Were you here yesterday? Yeah. Were you here yesterday too? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Randy, do you have an answer to the question of the week?
1: I do. It is is the uh, Star Wars rebel base on Yavin 4. Ah, nice, nice, nice. I think it's really impressive to have a base in a stone facility yeah, and then being able to use technology inside that stone facility and somehow... Yeah, basically, like, dug out of a glacier, right? Yeah. Making it work. And it just... It's really well put together and um, I just find it, you know, unique and it's like the home of an original um, Star Wars novel
3: of where
1: they did, like, Jedi Academy training and...
3: Yeah, you know, I I wish... That we had gotten to spend more time there in the movies, but yeah, got to read the books, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> where are you up to? Where are you off to next, Randy? You just uh, um, kind of roaming the show floor. I'm gonna
1: roam the arena for a little while, and then yeah. at 3:30, I'm gonna check out the panel for Phil Hester, Andy Parks, and Bruce Mac- Bruce McCorquendale. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. old yeah. buddy of ours. Yep. Excellent. Well, that'll be fun. So,
1: so yeah, and then. Um, Sometime later this afternoon, I'll be recording my own podcast, uh, Soundtrack Alley. I'll be doing an episode on Planet of the Apes. Awesome. Which um, will coincide with the War of the Planet of the Apes coming out this next Friday. Awesome. So, Sounds great. So, yeah, I got a great lineup coming up within the next few weeks. I've got August uh, being Jack Kirby month. Uh, it's, like, for the Kirby 100s. Jack Kirby's coming on the show? No. Oh. I will have Phil Hester on my show, though. Oh, awesome. I'll be interviewing him tomorrow right here at the con for his work through the Hero Initiative. Yes. So, that,
3: that maniac. Uh, He's amazing. So, for those of you that, Randy, I'm sure we'll talk about it on his show, but for those of you hearing this that don't know, every year for the last several year, years, Phil has done uh, a number of charity sketches benefiting the hero initiative that co- oh, crap. what the hell oh, crap. that coincide with the age Jack Kirby was at the time yeah so like 97 sketches 98 99 and now a hundred sketches for Kirby's 100 100th birthday all donating to the hero initiative uh, go to Phil Hester's Twitter check it out talk to him about it listen to Randy's show he'll tell you all about it it's a great thing. So,
0: did you mind that I added the little part in the end for your bump that we did where I was like, it's soundtrack early with Randy Andrew."
1: <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, anytime I can plug my show, I do it. Well, we're happy to have you do it. That's why you're famous. Randy,
3: have fun. Good to see you.
0: On a sour note, we're joined by John Littrell of the Burnt Wieners podcast. <laughs> oh. Sorry, we're ruining everything. I was, please take some stickers, Deadpool. Please. And give one to your Spidey friend, all right? With a gun, no less.
3: Hold on a minute. <laughs> not my Spider Man. Yeah, Hashtag re- not my Spider Man.
0: Not my Spider Man.
3: <laughs> John, get over here, John. Get over here. Get over here. <laughs> Come on, you're podcast royalty. Come on. <laughs> John, welcome welcome to Ocomic
12: Uh, Thank you. Uh, It's been wonderful so far, even though you didn't ask me uh, how my day was going, but I'm I'm used to that. (laughs)
3: Well, you caught me off guard. I didn't even remember that you were coming. Oh! Did you tell me you were coming? Uh, I probably
12: didn't. I kept it kind of on secret. The authorities don't like me crossing state lines without... uh, Fair
0: enough. Fair enough.
12: You You look good. You're dropping some pounds. You look wonderful, too. Uh, I have dropped a lot of weight. Yes, yes. I probably picked it up for you. It's all right. You should. Hope you lift with your legs. <laughs> that
0: was nice of you to do it, Joe. It was really nice of you to do it.
12: Uh, how's your day going, John? It's going wonderful. Seriously, why do they have you over here in like Satan's butthole area? Like, well, this, uh, that's
0: where they keep the podcasters. This is the I
12: podcast.
3: Know.
0: Nobody wants to talk the, this to the podcast. The podcast arcade.
12: I know. I, I mean, like, you're close enough to the animals that'll get you some foot traffic. But I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned about their area here. Look,
3: we're you. we're right next to the lovely people at the Cyber Boy Animated Series. Yeah. We're also being visited by Kara
0: Eastman. She's running for. Congress. She lives in my neighborhood. She's a crybaby, bleeding Cara. heart liberal just Cara. like me. Cara I said Kara. I'm sorry, Kara. God. <laughs> so we're going to watch our language right now because she actually has a reputation. Well, welcome. She's running for friggin' Congress. <laughs> Thank you to everybody that called in for cover to cover this week. Live from O Comic Con. This was a blast. We got a visit from Oren McWilliams. We're going to go hang out at his booth a little bit here make fun of people. I'm going to turn this ringer off so we can actually record the show in front of everybody now. We'll be back next week, of course, with another cover to cover if you want to call in. That phone number is 402-819-4894. And like we said, send us your MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Keep it under two minutes. You have to share the air, okay? We will not be airing these grievances in public. No. Next week. Don't be a jerk about it. Excelsior! Oh, That is it for THN 450. If you do podcasts that don't give a crap about numbering with hosts that aren't afraid to dress up as Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, you can subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you choose to collect your favorite podcasts. Although, the numbering's going to be a little wonky from here on out, kids.
3: It's okay. It's all, it's all the same feed. Next episode, 500. <laughs> Next year, Matt. Next oh, yeah. year, Sorry. 500. Sorry. That's why we, that's why we skipped to 450. Milestones, baby That's
0: right It's all about milestones these days
3: I want to give a quick shout out To all of our wonderful neighbors uh, The guys from Fork Found Podcast hey. And the cast of Cyber Boy The Animated Series hey. Cyber Boy uh, They have a Kickstarter going right now where I'm going to put the details of that In our show notes yep. So be sure you go and check it out It looks good They're a handsome bunch And they were very enthusiastic And we can't thank them enough That's right And just like us
0: they need your money. Yes.
3: Aha! THN is we have a something in common. Listener supported <laughs> podcast and we want to send a huge thanks to all of our supporters like Scott Clark who is our latest Patreon patron and everyone that supports us on PayPal as well. John Littrell, who gave me a big damn book to read. Yeah. Oh shoot. What was his name?
0: I don't know. Bowser guy came by.
3: Darren who created uh, God damn, I'm bad at this.
0: Yeah, he was so memorable. You know, poor Darren. Uh.
3: <laughs> he created The Prospector, which is a, the first book he ever sent us. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got a new book out now. It's a, like a, a Johnny Quest, but as a, Your a job young is to lady member
0: stuff. I'm the one that smokes weed. Well,
3: I haven't read the book yet. It's in my bag. All right, all right. But like, shout out to everybody that just came at us and said, hey, supports us through uh, providing us with content, providing us with donations. We really love it, we really appreciate it.
0: Without you nerds And without you nerds We wouldn't be able to afford These plunging v-neck tops And form-fitting hot pants You should see us We look great Before we go Our weekly shout-out Goes to Matt Fujon And his O Comic-Con crew For putting on Another great show For a third year running There's a ton of people here There's uh, some Soul Calibur cosplay Right in front of me Am I right about that? Soul Calibur? No What the hell am I? What is it? Sword Quest Online, sorry. What, do you work for him? Jesus. (laughs) Sword Art Online, sorry. You look great. (laughs) Word to you, sweetheart, we will see you next year.
3: Until next time, true believers, remember to pre-order your comics or your retailer might show up on your doorstep with a giant hammer and hot pants.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: This is the Two-Headed Nerd.
0: Signing off. Thank you, Oh comic con You guys were great. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey. hey! Look at everybody pretending like they care. That's great. <laughs>